What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. Today is an old school one. It's just me today. So if you want to wait for another interview type podcast, uh, you can skip through this one. But if you want to hear a little bit more about what's been going on in the markets, uh, COVID related stock market investing, you know, the types of podcasts that I really started hammering away with in April and May of this year, it's going to be one of those. So looking forward to diving in, just wanted to give you a little preemptive uh, rundown of what today's episode is about. And as always, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, I will talk to you in just a second. What's up, everybody? As mentioned uh, before in the pre-show notes, today's a little bit different of an episode. Uh, bringing back an old-school type podcast, uh, kind of the ones that really got me into this. Uh, and I realized, you know, I've been so deep in trying to really develop this founder series, and I've been talking to a ton of awesome founders across different industries. And I realized that I haven't got on here and talked at all about the markets, uh, what's going on with COVID and how that's affecting investing. And honestly, I just missed doing that one-on-one type podcast and wanted to bring that to you guys today. So excited to do it. Uh, Today is July 22nd. Uh, It's the evening. So the markets have closed for the day. And, you know, I just wanted to kind of give you guys a download. Um, Like I said, I've been really focusing on getting founders on the podcast, which, you know, a lot of work goes into that to, you know, get them, you know, reach out and the schedule and get them on and, and all the editing. So, you know, I haven't been able to do one of these. And I just look back at the episode calendar and realize I haven't done one of these type of episodes in nearly a month. That's crazy. It looks like the last episode that I talked about the markets was on June 23rd. And so uh, a lot has changed. Um, A lot of things have developed and evolved. And I thought, what better of a way to do it than to do it the old school way and break down the market. So um, I'll just start it off from a super high level. Um, The markets had a hot day today. Uh, One thing I saw at the end of the day was Tesla came out and reported profits again, which it's the fourth straight quarter for them delivering profits. Um, the airlines, two major airlines, um, I think it's United and Delta are releasing earnings tomorrow morning. So that'll be a big one to look out for if you're listening to, the, to this tonight or tomorrow. We've seen lots of wild swings from the airlines over the last few months since the pandemic started, and um, that'll be a huge one. So I'm just going to jump in to what I wanted to talk about today, and that's really the craziness that the stock market has been through. Um, If you guys really think back to when I started posting a lot of these, it was funny enough, the episode where I posted um, really the first comeback episode, I call it. It's uh, episode 10, which I I did nine episodes in 2019 and and really didn't let this get off the ground and and refired it up uh, for episode 10 here in 2020. And, you know, we've been doing it now for a couple months. But what was crazy, I just realized that episode 10 was was recorded on March 23rd. 
and March 23rd just so happens to be the dip, the lowest point that the Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P reached during the COVID, uh, you know, the COVID pandemic so far. So just a crazy, ironic uh, coincidence that the day, the lowest day the market hit was the day that I re-kicked this off. So it's been up and up for the markets and this podcast ever since then. So what I wanted to do, and I will share this as always, the COVID stock market rebound tracker. Can't believe we're, you know, nearing the end of July and that's still a term we can use. You know, obviously COVID is going to be the story of 2020. Um, and what I did I will, you know, I have a tab in there for you if you want to click on it and follow along with these numbers while I talk or after this episode, if you'd like to go and check out that tab in that link, uh, which is just a Google sheet, you'll see um, where all this math checks out to uh, that I'm about to walk through. So what I wanted to do was I I wanted to look at the Dow, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and then two stocks that I've, you know, I've talk about all the time, and they've just been some of the hottest stocks and most well-known stocks that we've been talking about in the, you know, general media has been talking about during the pandemic. And look at what was that price point uh, when we saw the dip. So on March 23rd, you know, that really bad day where the market saw its lowest day uh, in, you know, decades. What was the price point on that day? If you would have bought you know, the stocks, or if you would have gotten into a market index that goes alongside the Dow or the S&P or the NASDAQ, what was that price? And then, you know, what was the price a month ago, the last time we talked, and then the price today? Wanted to walk then through what the growth rates have been and kind of just talk through what that means. And then gave a little example next to it uh, of, of if you would have invested money on the day of the major dip, how much money you would have made as of today. So essentially four months ago, tomorrow will be the four month, fourth, four month anniversary of the dip, if that makes sense. So the Dow, the Dow on the dip went down to 18,591. A month ago, it was up to 26,156. And today it closed at 27,005. So from the dip to today, actually, we'll go the other way around. From a month ago, the last time I talked to today, uh, the Dow's gone up 3.25%. From the dip on March 23rd to today, the Dow's jumped 45.26%, which is just astronomical. All of these are astronomical. Um, the S&P on the dip was at two two 2,237. A month ago, it had been up to 3,131. And today, it closed at 3,276. Over the last month, the S&P has gone up 4.63%. And from the dip on March 23rd, it's jumped 46.45%. The NASDAQ, along with all of these, is the leader, though. Uh, on the dip, it was at 6,860. A month ago, it was up to 10,131. And as of today, it closed at 10,706. That's a 5.68% growth rate from a month ago. And an unbelievable 56.1% growth from March 23rd. Now, the two companies I really want to talk about were Tesla and Amazon. 
<laughs> if you guys have followed either of these, I mean, it makes me laugh just looking at these numbers because this is just with what's going on with COVID in the stock market, it just, it blows my mind and it's something we've just never seen and it's why it's confusing so many people. But Tesla at the dip had fallen all the way to $361 a share. As of a month ago, it had jumped all the way to $1,000. It actually was at 1,001 is what it closed at on 623. So that was the big day. It broke the $1,000 mark for the first time on 722, which is today. It's all the way up to $1,672 a share in one month. It's grown 67% in its valuation. And if, if you look at today versus the dip on March 23rd, Tesla stock has grown 363%, which is just insanity. I mean, just absolute insanity um, for that stock and in general for a company that size to see its valuation grow that much. That obviously means Elon Musk is doing very well and is worth a lot more money than he was on March 23rd. Amazon, a similar story, not quite as crazy, but at the dip, they had fallen down to $1,689 a share. By June 23rd, they were already up to $2,761. And as of today, they closed just over $3,080 a share. Over the last month, that's an 11.43% increase. And since the dip on 323, they're up 82.36%, which for a company like Amazon, I mean, come on. That is just insane. Um, what is funny then to look at, and again, this will all be shared in the stock market rebound tracker um, for your guys' um, purposes and able, you know, be able to see this stuff. Um, what I did was next to each of those I just mentioned, I looked, you know, just for a fun big number. So again, one thing I wanted to call out as I'm looking through this and you look at a lot of the charts you can find on, you know, any of the, you know, CNBC, Yahoo Finance, Google Finance, any of those that you like to use. The thing that stands out to me is what a transition of wealth that took place over the last six months. You think about as COVID was hitting, people were freaking out and selling. People, normal people sold a lot of their stock. When the market dipped and then in the comeback, you saw a lot of people buying stocks, right? Supply and demand, that's why the prices are going up. To see this amount of growth means that there has been an absolute transition from one group of people to another. I don't know who those people are or what kind of people or their backgrounds, but just a huge monumental shift in wealth has happened in this country over the last six months. So the number I'm about to put out is a big number as far as like how much you were investing. But I thought it was interesting to use this number to give you pref or clarity in, you know, major um, institutional investors on how much money they have potentially made during this COVID pandemic. So off of those growth rates we had already just talked about, I then made another column in this sheet where I'm looking at, okay, if you invested a million dollars, if you just got lucky, you had a million dollars on March 23rd, the day of the major dip, how much would you have today? And then I, I looked at, you know, even looking at the highest uh, bank rates, so the interest rates on a savings account, I looked at like, what, what's like the highest you could get today? 
and then the difference and just kind of showing you how much your money could have grown um, more so versus or in the market versus a savings account. I thought that was a really interesting way. I hadn't really thought about that for my own purposes recently. And I've never looked at those numbers that way. Uh, and it was interesting for me to see this. So if you just put your, if you put a million dollars into a market fund, so, so let's just say a fund, a mutual fund that tries to follow the Dow. If you looked at your account today versus if you know, the day you invested the million dollars on March 23rd, you would be up $452,000, $452,000 in four months. It's an incredible return. If you don't know, I mean, we've talked before, you know, the Dow's up 45% in that time frame, And in a good year, an average year, seven to 8% is a phenomenal year for the stock market. So just think of it that way. So we're already seeing, you know, six, seven times that in four months that you'd normally see in a year. If you were to do the same thing, to invest a million dollars in a fund that matched the S&P, you'd be up $465,000. And then for the NASDAQ, uh, which is a tech-heavy um, index, obviously it's, it's, a, it's one that's filled with all the FANG stocks, which FANG stands for Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Uh, you'd be up a whopping $561,000. Now let's jump down. Let's see. Let's say if you were one of those people that invested your million dollars and instead of one of those safer indexes, uh, you know, something that's based off of an entire index, which is safer. Let's say you were like, you know what, let's throw all of it at Tesla. Well, if you invested a million dollars in Tesla back on March 23rd, you, my friends, would have made $3.6 million on that investment in the last four months. And for Amazon, you'd be up $824,000. Just unbelievable growth rates, unbelievable potential. Now, if you were to invest that into a savings account, now bank interest rates today um, what I saw was, you know, a really the highest end of the interest rates that you're going to find would be close to a percent, maybe a little more. So if you invested a million dollars in one of these high return savings accounts, I'm going to go through this again. The Dow would have been $452 in the market, right? You would have made $10,000 in the bank. That goes all the way down. So we're comparing 450,000 to, you know, 560,000 was the NASDAQ. Tesla was 3.6 million. Amazon was $824,000 versus a measly $10,000 in interest in your savings account. Kind of crazy to see when the markets are doing well, how much more you can make in the stock market than just putting money in your savings account. Um, and that that's really the story. There's more math to the side where I do some dollar differences and then the percent advantage the market had and they're, they're crazy high, you know, thousands of percent greater than your bank account return. So take a look at that. It's at the COVID stock market rebound tracker in this file. So that's the fun math. Uh, if you're anyone who loves to look at numbers like myself, uh, that's crazy to see. It's one of those periods of time, you know, obviously we'll, we're going to keep this podcast going. I will continue talking about these topics. I would be absolutely blown away if we see another return like this ever over a four-year span. But if one thing that COVID has taught me, it's that 
you cannot be surprised by anything these days. <laughs> so we will see. But I just wanted to give you guys preference or not preference, excuse me, give you a little clarity on the amount that the returns have been, the scale of these returns over the past four months. They've been absolutely phenomenal for those of you who have, who have continued to invest. Um, now, I kind of wanted to end this. You know, this is one of my shorter type of episodes, so trying to keep it, you know, short and sweet today. As far as COVID cases go, if you've been paying attention to the news, I know for me, I got a little bit numb to the COVID news after a month or so of this and, you know, being stuck at home and all that fun stuff. So I was not following the news as closely as I was until really the end of June. And over the last month, you know, three weeks to a month, we have seen COVID cases across the United States explode once again. And we're not just seeing them in a few hot spots. We're starting to see them all over the place. And actually, we're starting to see them, not necessarily surprisingly, in areas that opened up the earliest. I think that was kind of something that we thought might happen. And of course, this disease spreads really quickly. And we're seeing that happen. So what does that mean? And what happens if things close again? And can they even close in the same way? And how can that affect your investments and just the overall consensus around the stock market? I will be honest with all of you, and I say this all the time. I'm no hedge fund manager. I'm no um, financial advisor. I work in finance. Finance is a passion of mine. This podcast is a passion of mine. So by all means, don't take what I'm saying and go run to your investment you know, person and make decisions off of what I'm saying. But I think if anything, and I think most investment, uh, you know, anyone in that profession would tell you is that we really don't know what the stock market is going to do. I think this has been something so unprecedented in the history of investing in the stock market that it's very easy to um, think that we know what's going to happen next. And that's so completely uncertain and unknown. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know one thing. I know I'm going to continue to invest. Um, I am going to be, though, more diligent than ever out of this uh, to make sure, you know, me, my family, we save. Uh, I think cash is still king. So I want to, and, you know, especially, you know, Robinhood's not a sponsor yet. Still been working on them to uh, hop on this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, something like a Robinhood where the liquidity is quick, you can get your cash out fast. It's a great way to kind of balance, uh, you know, having a true savings account and having some investment accounts that you can get your money out of fast. So we don't know what's going to happen, right? But I do think we all need to, when we think about our portfolios and what we're investing in, personally, I'm just keeping an eye on a lot of the things, you know, I'm calling, I'm calling the next phase of COVID, COVID-2. I think a lot of the things are going to repeat themselves in COVID-1. Um, for example, I think, you know, companies like Amazon and Google and anything that's going to be based on us going back into more strict lockdowns, their stocks are going to continue to do well. The ones that have had some bounce back, but some problems that could potentially have problems in the future. I mean, yeah, anything in the restaurant industry, the hotel industry, travel industry, um, cruise lines, of course, um, airlines, of course, you know, it, it, the the higher these cases go and the more stringent all the stuff comes back on the hope and the promise that people have been buying on 
for airlines, for example. Someone like myself, if you go back and listen to an episode uh, back in March or April, I was telling you, I'm like, this is going to pass. We're going to get through this. Uh, you know, invest in airlines. They're going to bounce back and they're so cheap right now. I don't know if I'm I'm right or wrong at you know at this point. I, I honestly don't, but I I do think that um, things have changed a little bit. I think back then we were pretty confident that this was going to last. You know, at least as far as like us being stuck inside and not going back to work and changing the way our life is. I think a lot of that stuff we all back in March thought might last a few weeks, maybe a month. I think that's really where my head was at. I'm like, you know, after that, it'll kind of go back to normal. And then once there's a vaccine, everything will be fine. Uh, That is obviously, as we're all seeing, not the case completely. Not completely the case. So, you know, I don't know. I think think something like the airlines, they could be impacted for a really long time. If none of us are traveling for work, if, you know, tourism is slow, it's, it's not that it's stopped, but I think flying to go to on vacation is definitely slowing down. Um, so I think those are things you want to keep an eye on. And I know that maybe that might be obvious to some of you, but some of you maybe not. Um, I'm going to continue investing in a lot of e-commerce. Uh, e-commerce, whether that's platforms like Amazon or companies that are developing e-commerce solutions. I'm a big believer, and I've been a big believer in e-commerce for years. Uh, my background as a lot of you may know, or I've talked about on here, I've worked for a few companies with e-commerce. My current company I work for, I came in to help them with the finance side of e-commerce to kind of build out a lot of those things. And I am such a strong believer in what e-commerce can do and the power of it. And COVID, if anything, was a huge light bulb for a lot of people that it's such an easier, more efficient, better way to do commerce. So I my big thing that I'm telling all my friends and family is, you know, if I'm thinking through COVID round two, who are the companies that are going to win? I I think that the one slam dunk you can hold on to is, is e-commerce. The the COVID can take down and stop us from doing a lot of things. It can't stop the internet. What companies will lose in COVID V2? This is a tougher question. Like I, and I kind of hit on it, but personally, I think all the things that really collapsed cruise lines, airlines, travel, hotels, restaurants, those things that they dipped and then they had some crazy spikes because honestly, people were pumped. People are like, you know what? They are, we are going to come back. We're going to get out of this um, and that have come back. I think those are the ones that we're already starting to see have some dips again. So I personally, I think those could lose in COVID too. Now, as always, everyone's got their own investment strategy and their own investment timeline. Nothing has changed as far as how cheap those prices were and how cheap they still were, you know, even a month after the dip. So I don't think that you need to freak out and sell things. But if you're willing to hold on and you're willing to see how a lot of this plays out over the next year, year plus, the long term, like for me, all the airline stock I bought back when I talked about it in March and April, I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to sit on it. Now, the risk... I have with the airlines is there's a really good chance there could be some that go bankrupt. And if they go bankrupt and you own stock, there's a good chance you're not going to get your money back. So, or at least not all of it. So there are risks and there's always risks in investing. We've talked about that. And that's why diversifying is so important. And I would challenge all of you to continue diversifying your portfolios, continue investing in lots of different industries and different sectors and different companies within those sectors and really spread your investments out. That way, if you know 
for me, do I have money in American Airlines? Yes. If American Airlines went bankrupt and I lost all of those shares, would my portfolio be screwed? No. No, we'd be fine. We have diversified though, and we're in lots of companies with, you know, and I've talked about partial shares till I'm blue in the mouth or blue in the face. If you haven't done that yet and you haven't tried, I, I'm telling you, get on partial shares on Robinhood. Um, that can save you and help you with your investing portfolio through however many more waves of COVID we have. And then really, you know, what's my thoughts on how long COVID will last and how long will it affect the stock market? You know, God, I know no one knows. I think it's going to be a lot longer than we could have ever thought. And that's a really easy way to get out of answering that question. But we really don't know. We have no idea. And I think the best thing we can all do is uh, stay positive and keep, you know, investing and thinking through what are things that you're doing more now than you ever were before COVID? What are things that you're going to continue to spend money on or platforms you're going to sit on or interact with more now with COVID? And imagine, you know, imagine if COVID lasted years, like what would you spend more time doing and think about those companies? Um, that's that's really it today, folks. It's a shorter and sweeter one. Like I said, I will share out the math in the COVID stock market rebound tracker link that's in the show notes. Um, thank you so much for listening. I, it was fun to get on here and just kind of rant by myself again. I haven't done this in a while. I, re- I hope you guys have all loved the Founders series that is uh, underway. We've uh, we've had five guests now, which has been really fun, really exciting to learn a lot more about these founders' stories and kind of like what got them to get so excited about starting their companies and kind of the building blocks of the why and the how. I think there's a lot of great content that you guys can all take from those. So I, would, I encourage you to go back and listen to episodes 52 through 56. This is 57. And we actually have a lot more lined up. So I'm really excited about a few guests uh, coming on in the near future. And if you guys know of any founders or any um, business leaders or really anyone you think from a Simply Finance perspective would be great to have on this podcast, please let me know. Uh, I'm, I love interacting with people. I love interviewing people. It's been really fun to start doing and would love to have, uh, any suggestions from all of you. So thanks again for listening, everybody. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Stay safe, stay healthy, keep diversifying, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody, to today's episode. I just wanted to quickly get on here and remind you of a few things. Number one, there are two links in the show notes. The first one is to the COVID Rebound Stock Market Tracker. That is a place where I am keeping track of all of the companies that I want to invest in post-COVID dip, as well as all of my current thoughts on the market. This is also where you'll find tabs that walk through a lot of the examples of the math behind the concepts that I talk about on the podcast. Secondly, there's a link to Robinhood. Robinhood is the investment platform that I personally use. They are not a sponsor of the podcast yet. And that is a great place for you to start your investing journey if you haven't already. And even if you have, I would suggest taking a look at Robinhood. Uh, It's zero commission fees. There's no fees at all to start or to trade. Uh, And by using the link, you will receive a free stock. Uh, 
And lastly, just want to remind you guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, I can't thank you enough uh, for listening. But what I would really, really, really need and would love your help with is to uh, smash that subscribe button, smash that like button, and please leave a review. It helps a lot for the growth of this podcast and this platform. Thank you so much again, and I hope you guys have a fantastic day.